0: Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All right. Uh, do you have your words? We're going to be opening up our Bibles this morning. We're going to be going to 2 Peter, uh, the second chapter, and then we're going to Genesis chapter 19. And today, as I said again, we're going to be talking about uh, the title of the message is Don't Feed the Beast. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation this morning because it says things like I want to say it. Isn't that a pretty good deal? Uh, you know, it says it in a little more modern language for some who are uh, watching and for some of you to grow Grasp a little better because I have a lot of scriptures I'm going to be reading this morning, and so let's uh, get right in this because the world outside these doors, and as well your heart, your situation that you may be in, may, be, may, may seem a little more complex, may seem a little more you know confusing, may seem a little more um, serious. And in some respects, some of you uh, perhaps are even in some dangerous situations in, you know, in the states or even around the world. As well, our world is suffering right now with a lot of division, a lot of anger, uh, and just a lot of sin and wickedness going on. And so today, God's going to give us an answer for some of the things going on in our world. In 2 Peter, the second chapter, the Bible says, beginning in verse 4, For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy pits of darkness where where they are being held until the day of judgment. And God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. So God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with the vast flood. Verse 6, later God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and turned them into heaps of ashes. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. But, verse 7 says, God also rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. So you see, verse 9 says, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. The ancient cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, they were known for their sin and debauchery. Their lust-filled, lawless nature and the lust-filled, lawless nature of man dominated the landscape and the climate of these cities. And there, there, there was no place safe in these cities. Even in your own home, you weren't safe. Hateful mobs justified their immoral and illegal pursuits by blaming those who opposed them. By saying that these people are judgmental and these people are critical, and because they're judgmental and because they're critical and because they're out of touch with reality, we therefore have a right to go into their homes and and literally destroy their homes and destroy their lives. Lot, he was not a perfect man in his thoughts and deeds. Lot was confused, Lot was tormented. The Bible tells us that, that, that nonetheless, even through his confusion and even through his torment and, and even through what the King James Version says, the vexation of his soul, living in the midst of all of this unrighteous conversation and behavior, it vexed his soul, it it confused his soul, it tormented his soul and, and so much so that, 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 that he was not even 100% sure what was right and what was wrong and what should happen and should not happen. But yet he knew that what What was going on was far too great for him to keep silent in this moment he was not perfect in his thoughts and deeds but nonetheless he was right standing in his heart towards God that's why God called him a righteous man because his heart was right and he wanted to be right but he offered these as we will read in a moment he offered this angry mob a solution they were attacking his home this crowd of marauders were attacking his home and 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 they were personally attacking him because they felt as though that 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 Even though they were wicked, they felt like he had no right to judge them and he had no right to condemn them and no right to criticize them and no right to stop them in their pursuits. They should be able to do whatever they want without anybody complaining. And anybody that complained, they were going to tear their house down. They were going to end up, you know, hurting them. The solution that Lot offered this angry crowd was really no better than what they wanted to do but it wasn't what they wanted the solutions the world offer is no better than what the cry, crowds and the mobs want but it's not what they want you see you cannot feed the beast and expect it to not turn and devour you. The beast can never be satisfied, as we'll see from what happened in the account of Lot and the angels. It's just the nature of the beast. It is the nature of sin. It's the nature of wickedness. It can never be satisfied. It is the nature of a world at war with God. It can never be satisfied, and no matter what solution you offer, it will never be enough. And we cannot think that we can satisfy or appease the beast of sin, the wickedness, the prince of darkness. We cannot imagine that we could do something to make the devil leave us alone. Because if you feed the beast, you'll strengthen him. He will devour your enemies first, but then he'll turn on you. In Genesis chapter 19... The New Living Translation again, beginning in verse 1. This is the account. Just after Abraham had bartered with God, and God was sending angels to Sodom and Gomorrah because the wickedness of that uh, the town, those cities, the cry of that had gone up before God. And God was sending two angels there to see if it was really that bad. And if it was, he was going to destroy the cities. But he said, God said, should I hide from Abraham that thing which I am going to do? Seeing that Abraham shall shall not only become a great nation, but he will raise his children to serve me. Should I hide from people who are right with me that thing I'm going to do? Should I hide? And the answer that, uh, that God was rhetorically questioning was no. And God is not hiding from his children and from those who have a right heart before him what he is doing in this day as well. He sent the angels by Abraham's house first and Abraham as they said we're going to Sodom and Gomorrah and if the cry if if, if the cry is correct and they are really that evil and wicked we will destroy the cities and and so you know Abraham said wait you know wait after the angels left he began to talk to God and said God what if you find 50 righteous there it's not like you to destroy the righteous with the wicked Lord you're not that kind of God and God said okay If I find 50 righteous, I won't. How about 40? How about 30? He got down to 10. And Abraham thought, surely there are 10 righteous people who will stand up and speak up in that city for what is right. Because that's what God needed. The same thing he needed at Nineveh. The same thing he needs today. Right after that, the Bible says the angels, as they left Abraham, went toward Sodom and Gomorrah. In verse 1 of Genesis 19, That evening the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home and wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh no, the angels replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with Lot and Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast. And they ate. Verse 4. But before they retired for the night, All the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, We are the men, uh, where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So Lot stepped outside to talk with them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers. Now, these are his neighbors. Please, my brothers, my kinsmen, my neighbors. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and under my protection. Like I said, you can't feed the beast. That sounds like a stupid solution, doesn't it? That's about as stupid as our solution seemed to God today and us trying to fix things that are absolutely spiritually wrong and can't be fixed. We cannot feed the beast. Verse 9, stand back, they shouted. Then they began to talk to one another. This fellow talking about Lot, he came to our town as an outsider and now he's acting like our judge. He's an outsider. He's not one of us. I mean, he's criticizing us, condemning us, judging us we'll treat you far worse than those other men and they lunged toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out and pulled Lot into the house and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot do you have any other relatives here in this city, they ask, that get them out of this place? You, your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else, you get them out of this place. Verse 13. For we're about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great that it has reached the Lord and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out by the way, in the nighttime. Interesting, huh? He rushed out in peril of his own life, not without concern for his own safety or the safety of his family, but with great desire to tell those whom he loved and cared about and were connected to him that they needed to be aware of something. He 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 rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought that he was only joking. He was just you're just being foolish. You're just you're oh come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, man. God is about to destroy? I mean, come on. We've been doing this. We've been seeing this. This has been going on forever. Come on. You got to be kidding me that you you think God's going to do anything? You think judgment's coming? Well, our lessons from the Lord this morning include five truths for today. Let's share these five truths together. Number one, as you've heard me say already a few times, you cannot feed the beast and expect it to not devour you. You see, you cannot feed the demon of sin, lawlessness, and destruction. You cannot begin to give lawless, destructive mobs and crowds what they want. The moment you begin to feed them and give them what they want, It's the same way with with hostage negotiations. You can't begin to give those people who are kidnapping other people what they want. It only encourages them to kidnap more people. It only encourages them to more lawlessness. It only encourages them to more sin. It only encourages them to more depravity. You cannot feed the beast. You cannot give this demon spirit of sin, lawlessness, and destruction what they want. You cannot imagine that you can make it your pet. Sin and ungodliness knows no bounds. Sin and ungodliness cannot be satisfied. Demons are liars and they are never loyal. They have no master. If they rebelled against the one true, wonderful, loving and living almighty God that had a plan for their eternity, if they rebelled against him, why do we imagine that those same demons of wickedness and evil and sin would in any way allow us to be their master? Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and cost you more than you expected to pay. You cannot dabble in sin, and you cannot satisfy sin. Stop feeding the beast. He will only demand more and more and more. You see, what they had intended in Sodom and Gomorrah to do to those two strangers. Lot offered his virgin daughters. Talk about confusion. Talk about being vexed. Talk about being mentally tormented to the point that you don't even know what's right and wrong and best. You're just grasping for some type of high road answer. Let, let, let me get on the high road. No, I mean, let me get on the God road. High roads and low roads might belong to the devil, but God has a road and a path for my life. And once they would have devoured his daughters, they would then have never been satisfied and broken down the door. They'd have been left to themselves and they would have come in and not only had their way with the two angels, but also with with Lot and his wife, no doubt, and felt justified and absolutely fine and laughed all the way home with their new TV. Hello, yes, I'm talking about Riders and looters and those who are being uh, propelled by a demon spirit of lawlessness and those who imagine that they could in some way satisfy that demon spirit and feed that beast. It will not be satisfied because as soon as it devours your enemies, it will turn and devour you. To think that you can feed a beast and it will not turn and devour you is lunacy. When in history has it ever worked? A second truth, constant bombardment of unrighteous conversation will torment, vex, and confuse your soul. If you are not watchful, the constant bombardment of unrighteousness and wickedness and evil and sin and the conversations and all the junk that's going on in this world, if that is all that is going into your ears, if you're not getting the Word of Almighty God and praise and worship and the Spirit of God and prayer, if you're not getting uh, uh, some amount of Jesus in your life, then the world is filling your ears and bombarding you with all of its Unrighteous conversations it will torment you it will vex you it will confuse you and you'll end up being just as confused as lot was and you know I'm not a point preacher you know what i'm, I'm I've been here 32. I'm in my 33rd year and I have not called names and I have not been against things. We've been more for what we're for than what we're against, but it's high time that somebody stand up and speak up and say, my goodness, where in the hell is this world going? Lot was confused, but Lot is not near as confused as people watching that show. The constant bombardment of sin Somehow to Lot, what seemed less wrong seemed right. Wrong and less wrong is as far from right as you can get. Number three, we'll move on. (laughs) Divine judgment is coming upon the world, and I'm not teasing, I'm not joking. divine judgment is coming upon the world it has to without a doubt this world is on a collision course with hell you know i am i am praying every day that jesus comes back i asked you last week let's just pray this this is what a what a what a happy fulfilled church does and and and, and i hope you're praying with me you know don't be afraid to pray that come on let's that's the Bible says in the last days, you know, the, the, the church will pray that Jesus will come back. I'm praying he comes back. In fact, I'm praying he comes back Friday. It's Rosh Hashanah. I think this Friday is a good time for him to come back. It's on the calendar. Okay. It's on God's calendar. I happen to believe that, that if, if not this Friday, then it has to, you know, it, 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 you know, it has to be like the rabbis are saying between this Friday and, and the next Rosh Hashanah. So, hey, they're expecting the first Messiah to come, you know, Messiah to come the first time. Well, wow. at any rate. Um, this world is going to wax worse and worse, as 2 Timothy says. Seducers and evil men, they will wax worse and worse, 2 Timothy 3.13. And we are in the last hour, as Revelation 22 tells us, verse 20. Divine judgment is coming to come on the world. And just as it was in the days of Lot, just as it was in the days of Nineveh. You know, uh, uh, number four, Only divine intervention can save us. We can't save ourselves. It's impossible to save ourselves. No president can save us. No Congress can save us. No judiciary can save us. I'm not saying that you shouldn't vote, I'm gonna vote. You need to vote. I hope every one of you vote. You need to vote, providing you can vote. And you need to sign up and register right out here in our foyer to vote. Whether you vote Democrat or Republican, you go with God. But you need to vote. Get out there and vote. Make sure you vote. Carry your friends to vote. Vote. It's important to vote. Why? Because God works through men. Only divine intervention can save us. If angels had not have pulled Lot to safety... Reckon what would have happened? He would have suffered the violent wickedness at the hands of his own neighbors and his own townsfolk. You know that that, that happens. It, it's happened in history. Just it wasn't just a few years ago. You know, uh, my my you know uh, my, my dear friends are that they're, they're watching this in 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 Kenya. I won't call out the city that they live in, uh, but right there in their own city, because. He is, 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 is of one tribe and his wife is of a different tribe. They had tribal uprisings just a few years ago and they had to stay in their house because their own neighbors were, were, were pulling other neighbors out of the house and, and uh, uh, beating them and putting tires around them and setting them on fire. And their own neighbors, that they lived around for 20 years. This lawless, wicked, demon spirit of division knows no bounds do not imagine that this is an impossible scenario it's not it's happening around the world today and it's even happening in the cities uh, you know, in our nation only Jesus can save uh, Jesus said you know, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 and I will give you it. if you're carrying a heavy burden come to me he didn't say go to CNN or Fox he said come to me Oh, come on now, this is good stuff. <laughs> Number five, there is something you can do. Here's the good news. There is something you can do. I love that. I love the fact that the angel said uh, you know, to, 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 to Lot, there's something you can do about this, by the way. you know What God said to Noah, there's something you can do about this. You know what God said to Jonah, there's something you can do about this. Yeah, it's wicked, and yeah, I'm going to destroy it, but there's something you can do about this. You know, God needs us to do something. You know, you could be a messenger of the Lord like Lot, or you can just be a complainer. You can just ride this thing out. You can just go, you know, go on and just watch it burn, or you can do something about it. You know, Jonah tried to get away from God because he didn't want to do anything about it. And God said, nope, i got to have somebody that's going to show up. i got to have somebody that's going to speak up. i got somebody to stand up and speak up. Why? Because God needs us. You can be a messenger for God. You can be an angel sent by the Spirit of God reaching into the darkness of world and pulling people to safety. Good men and good women, their children and their friends are being vexed and confused by the wicked conversations and behaviors of this world. You can help by telling them you don't need to be doing that. You can help by giving them some Jesus. You know, you may be the only light that gets into somebody's life each week. You may be the only encouragement, the only word of God, the only word of God perspective. You may be the only song that someone ever hears. Lifting up Jesus is important. The solutions offered by many good and godly people today are no better than the solutions of this world. You know, like Lot said, I'll just feed the beast and he'll leave me alone. No, he won't. No, he won't. The beast will never be satisfied. The angry mob would have taken Lot and everything else he had. You cannot satisfy the beast. That should be enough right there. As I said in Nineveh, people heard the word of the Lord because someone shared. In Noah's day, people heard the word of the Lord because someone shared. You know, only eight people were saved, but eight's better than nothing. And by the way, every one of them that heard and turned was saved. It's the same thing God needs today. What can we do to avert the current depravity in our streets and the total destruction of our cities and the world we live in today? What can we do? We need to do what's always been needed. What has been needed in the past, it took someone showing up, standing up and speaking up so that those good people could hear The God alternative, the Jesus alternative. When we bring Jesus into the midst of chaos, something miraculous happens. It calls for a decision. The Word of God does something different. The the, the will of God, you know, the Word from a born again believer as to what you should do and not do it falls different in the hearts of men and women than just you know a good idea than just you know advice someone could hear what you have to say and change their lives this week I've been telling almost everyone I see almost every person I meet I don't leave them till I ask them about Jesus Christ. And I find that many people are born again, good people, but they are away from God and they're so, they, they, they've been so vexed by this world. They're living an ungodly life, unrighteous. And with a little encouragement, I have not yet found anyone that's not said, you're right, I do need to change. I'm going to do that. I'll do that. Yes, I'm going to do that. It just takes someone telling them just like it did in Nineveh, just like it did in Noah's day, just like it did in Lot's day, just like it does today. Unfortunately, Lot's sons-in-law, his daughter's fiancés, as it were, they thought he was only joking. Let me assure you, this is no joke. What we are facing and the answer. It's no joke. Romans 13, 11. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, we love you, sir. We thank you for your goodness and your grace, Lord. Use us, Lord, as soldiers of the cross, Lord, with kindness and love, Lord. Armed, Father, Lord, with prayer, Lord, your word. God, give us a heart, Lord, to reach out to the lost, even to our enemies, Lord. Lord, help us to bless those, Lord, even those that persecute us, sir. And Lord, we pray that we would overcome evil with good, not, not, Lord, taking vengeance in our own hands, but delivering Christ to a lost and a hurting world. I pray, God, that you would heal and strengthen every person, Lord, here and at home, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would bless them, Lord, and increase them this week, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord, and God, help us, Lord, to be a blessing to others, Lord, as we, this week, stand up and speak up for Jesus. We ask this in his name. Amen.